Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Brian, uh, we need to remind everybody about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. I got to tell you, uh, me and Brian have loved seeing you guys send us all the pictures Absolutely, of you hanging out yeah. at Boomer Jacks, all the stuff you're getting, telling us all about it. Uh, and, and the day I got to recommend for you guys, there's two days in particular. I think you should go if you're looking for the right day to go to Boomer Jacks. It's Tuesday or Wednesday because Tuesday it's half price bone and wings. Wednesdays are half price boneless wings, but they've got deals for you every other day of the week as well. They got drink specials starting at three dollars, fifteen dollar buckets of beer. It's ice cold beer, wall to wall TVs. And I know when you hear me say wall to wall TVs, you think I'm saying. Saying, there's a lot of TVs. No, I mean, literally wall to wall TVs. There's like yeah. hardly any space on the walls. They got TVs in the bathroom. It's a wonderful experience. There's 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. Brian, we've been talking a lot about the offense. Let's look over at the defensive side of the ball. A couple different headlines here. Let's start obviously with the cornerback position. Dan Quinn said on Monday, talked to the reporters. He basically said, Kelvin Joseph doesn't have the job anymore. It, it yeah. hasn't been completely stripped away, but it's a competition now. Um, and he was benched late in the game uh, in favor of Nashawn Wright. Got beat on two touchdowns, got beat really bad on a double move. And, and you saw instantly how he knew he messed up, but he turned around and was like grasping, trying to just do anything uh, to slow that down. But, um, you know, this is, they've got real problems with that cornerback spot opposite of Trayvon Diggs. And they've had problems all year with it. Yeah, they had, Bobby. And, you know, but we've talked about this a bunch on this show. And, you know, I'm not trying to guess at this stuff. I'm not trying to just make stuff up. Right. Always talk about Kelvin Joseph playing in off coverage. Right? Yeah. Kelvin Joseph in off coverage is not a good combination for him to play. He plays back and you run a double move on him. He's going to get fooled. Because he's going to he's going to drive on the ball. He's going to be aggressive. That's his nature. Kelvin Joseph is a man corner. 
You put him up, you let him jam, you let him hold, you let him run with, you let him turn. Don't You don't play him in a situation where he's having to read from depth. Right. It's just he doesn't have enough experience. He just doesn't. You know, he hasn't. I mean, it was a good route by Zay Jones. It really was. But that that's where all of a sudden you're putting a guy in a situation. They didn't try the double move on Diggs. They tried it on Joseph. They right. knew. They knew that if they could, they could get that ball going down the field and he was going to bite because they was playing from depth. So is that on is that on Kelvin Joseph? Sure. Is that on Dan Quinn and them? Yes, it is. It's absolutely on Dan Quinn and the secondary for putting him in that situation. And I know you can't play man coverage the whole day, but I watched Diggs on the other side play up on guys all day. Yeah. You know, but we'll see. Joseph, Nation Wright, me personally. Was that if you saw in college with Joseph at all? Did he, he didn't it, play, Bobby. That, I mean, he didn't play very much. But, but when mean, you saw him, did you exclusively see him in press man, or did you see I it? I thought, yes, oh. yes, that's what he does. Because you know who you're describing to me, it sounds like. The, the player it reminds me of, and I don't know if you remember, I know you remember scouting the player. I don't know if you remember these specifics about him. Though. The guy you're describing to me sounds like, you remember Cordrea Tankersley coming out of yeah, Clemson? Uh, Clemson, right? Yeah, he was... He was great in press man, and he played off, and he was lost. He was lost, yeah. And 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 that that sounds like the guy you're describing to me. See, that's where I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at him, but he's he's you know he's he's really out there trying to survive, just to try and get experience, you know. And then on the second touchdown, I felt like he got bullied a little bit, you know. I mean, Jones. Uh, well, Watkins needs to finish that sack is the yeah, biggest. No, thing. that exactly right. Exactly. That's what we were talking about earlier. A lot of opportunities to finish and not finish it, you know, and allowing the, the throws. But to me, okay, there's a competition. Fine. Him, right. You know, me personally, I mean, do you look at McKenzie Alexander, who they brought on a couple weeks ago, and say, hey, all my buddies around the league tell me, McKenzie Alexander is a really good slot player, or that's his best trick, Scott, slot player. Do you trust him enough to play the slot and then also put Bland on the outside? That's what this might come to. If they don't find something suitable at that left cornerback spot, then maybe you put Bland on the outside and put Alexander inside, and then you you go to battle that way. What did, what did you think of the way Bland played on Sunday? I, I know he had two really nice pass breakups. He had the interception, but overall, how did you think he played? I thought he was fine. I thought he was fine. I didn't, you know, I wasn't, there wasn't anything, you know. He, he doesn't I mean, get rattled. He is so no, hell no. Hell no. I mean, it's like the kid, you know, he. it's like he's done this all his life. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's physical when he needs to be. He could tackle well enough. What four interceptions this year? Yeah, come on, man. He's if Noah, if, excuse me, if uh, if uh, Anthony Brown would have had the same year as what we're seeing from Bland, I would look. I look like a damn genius <laughs> talking about how good I thought Anthony Brown was going to be. You know, but we saw things in camp with Bland. Yeah, we saw him play inside. We saw him play outside. If it's me, I figure out how to play inside with somebody and put him on the outside. Now, maybe you need him 
Maybe it's more important for him to play nickel corner with all the slots and stuff that you see that are really, really good players. Yeah. Maybe that's their thought. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Now, the the other issue yesterday in terms of personnel, uh, I, I don't know that anybody had a better day for their reputation uh, with as few snaps than Leighton Vander Esch, who we've talked about on the show that he's been he's been so good for them, and a lot of people don't seem to see it for whatever reason. I think you saw really quickly when he's out of the lineup, you go, oh, there it is. Okay, I now see what it looks like without him, so I'm just going to have to assume. What happened is, is, Leighton Vanderish, I feel like, and I think you've talked about this too, one of the things that Leighton has struggled with at times early in his career was his eyes. His eyes weren't always great. He, I think he's been playing with really good eye discipline this year, and I think as soon as you saw that leave the lineup, you saw two guys who weren't playing well with it. I thought Anthony Barr and Damone Clark were really bad yesterday. Yeah, they weren't good. And, you know, and the thing with Anthony Barr – he was really, really good on the goal line last week in that stand. Yeah, I mean, Every, they, all eleven guys were. <laughs> they were really good, and yeah. but he looked, he looked out of position. He looked slow. I'm not going to blame him for the playing the slot and having to carry Christian Kirk up. How did field. he get? I, I don't blame him for that, but how did he get put on? I it? have, yeah, I didn't know how at all. It, it just. It's were they so, running? Did they have traditional four three personnel on that snap or what? I, was, I need, I need. When it happened, I was so like watching what was going on. Like, I need to tomorrow go and look and see exactly how he got bumped into that spot. Yeah. Because that shouldn't have been. Oh, know, Jacksonville was smart. Yeah. That's exactly what you got. Throw it to Chris. You get the pick, you get the picks and the, and the guy upfield. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's good football right there. But I need to, I need to figure out how did he get caught in a situation where he's in space with Christian Kirk. That that's just that's a that's a bad bad miss right there. Really bad miss. And they if Leighton Leighton Vanderish is going to miss the Philadelphia game. Uh Mike McCarthy said that today. Yeah. It, it sounds like he could be out a few weeks here uh as they get a handle on this. Um I mean can they afford to just roll with Barr and Clark or do you think they may need to just you got to scan the waiver wire. You may need to find somebody. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with Jabril Cox. You know, I mean, do they want to, you know, do they, they, they really might not have much of a choice. At least, you know, I, and I'm not, I'm, I, I should know exactly who's on the practice squad and stuff too, Bob. But, you know, that might be something that, you know, that they have to look at as well. But to me, it's, it really is about, you know, Jabril Cox and maybe him getting an opportunity to play. But you're absolutely right. The one thing that Leighton Vanderish has been able to do is the misdirections and things like that don't bother him. You know, when everybody else is, you know, and, and you're right that Clark wasn't good and Barr wasn't good. You know, and I've been kind of waiting for Clark to to really, really take that next step. And he hasn't been really consistent so far. Yeah, yeah I know at LSU. 
to be fair, he's being asked a lot more than they ever expected to ask him this year. He, he you know what? He's you're absolutely right, but he's out there playing. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. They, and if they put you on the field, you need to perform. You do, yes. And so, uh, yeah, they're in a little trouble at linebacker. It, really, it looked, really, here's what I thought yesterday, and I had this in my notes when I was watching uh, them play with Demarco Clark and Anthony Barr. I said this looked like Mike. This looked like Mike Nolan's linebacker core. Yeah, like guys who just are, are undisciplined, get lost with the eye candy. I mean, they hit. I think they talked about it today. They hit three jet sweeps for like forty yards rushing or something yesterday. Yeah, I think it was fifty. I think the one, the one, uh, the one back receiver had well, it was thirty nine. And why am I going brain dead on? Uh, um, yeah, I know who you're talking. I can't remember. He was the one I, doing all the, the punt returns and everything. Yeah, too. exactly. I don't know why. Every once in a while, I lose track of these names. I'm sure somebody will remind me of it when they <laughs> listen to this podcast. But yeah, I mean, that's you were. You know, you got killed. You got killed on the jet sweep stuff. That was, you know, that was as bad as it gets right there. One more question for you here before we uh, hit our listener mailbag. Uh, do the Cowboys have a Michael Gallup problem? <sighs> yeah, because to me, when Michael Gallup, he, let me, let me be honest, Bobby, he wasn't open yesterday. I mean, I, I, yeah, I was trying to watch and, you know, and like CDs open and Brown, it's open and I'm, I'm watching Gallup and I'm not seeing anything getting open. Which, which really quickly, I, because I know we're going to move to the mailbag. I do want to say right now, CD Lamb was fantastic yesterday. We've gone 35 absolutely minutes. Was. I mentioned him. CD Lamb was great yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. He was. And, you know, that's the thing about, that's the thing that, you know, but you needed somebody else other than CD Lamb, you know, to be great in that game. You know, and that's the thing about it is when you're trying to, when you're trying to, uh, you know, make plays and trying to win a game, you know, you need you need somebody other than CD Lamb out there, you know, making plays too. Right. You know, and it looked like CD Lamb from Oklahoma is who that looked. Oh, like. Oh yeah, yeah, that that you that, know, that the one after catch and which great block by Gallup on that play, but yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, in general, it's – that may be the question. We get Jerry Jones tomorrow morning. When you hear this podcast, we may have already interviewed Jerry. I, I think that may be one of the questions here, and, and we've asked it in different ways, but I'm curious now, especially with the Michael Gallup issue and you sign T.Y. Hilton and you're still pushing for Odell Beckham, just be like, is yeah, there any regret at all Amari? Is there any regret on Amari? I looked up that guy's name, Jamal Agnew. That's I don't know why it. I could – I don't know why I couldn't remember Jamal Agnew, but that's who was running the Jets. Like, here's here's the thing. Uh, running backs wearing 39 are generally not going to be guys we notice, I don't think. Typically. I'll tell you what, that guy's a hell of a punt returner, a hell of a He's kickoff returner. He, he made me nervous a couple times. Well, uh, how about them punting to him right before, like, to you know, the, before Jacksonville kicked the game-tying field goal? Yeah. I was worried about him catching the ball and going about 40 yards on you is what I was worried about. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that he he was a he was a concern for them on Sunday. Hey, let me ask you this. Speaking yeah. of this real quick, mm-hmm. of returners, has has the returner? If you need a wide receiver spot, you thinking about moving on from this returner guy? Returner has not been good, not lately. Um, the last few weeks, I was watching stuff yesterday. He was he was. I, I don't know what he was seeing. Like we're we're in the press box. We got a pretty good view of of. Sure. You know, you see stuff open up and all that. And yeah. he, I don't. I didn't see what he was seeing 
on like any of his returns yesterday. Uh, he got a little close, but yeah, man, I wonder. It, I mean, you wouldn't have anybody, right? I mean, maybe you could, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's he is explosive. There's no question, but he the bang for the buck. I don't know if they've got the bang for it the buck. It hasn't been there. Yeah. No, it hasn't been there like they were hoping. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.